Hey everybody, we're the Cannon Cruisers. I'm JD and this is Randy. I'm Randy. That's who he is. And today we're talking about a great film called Breakin. B-R-E-A-K-I-N apostrophe. There's no G in Breakin. That's no G. Important. You have to you have to remember that. This is a dancing movie. That's all and we've got for you. That's the plot synopsis of the film. I'll guess I'll elaborate a little bit more on it. It follows the same plot, the well-worn plot of Girl meets boy, boy meets girl, they dance, they dance a lot, and that's basically Breakin'. Breakin' is a dancing movie, and it's one of the... I would want to see it first, because there's been obviously other ones like Saturday Night Fever. Everybody remember Saturday Night Fever? do 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 Start dancing now. So, Randy, who's in the movie? Well, we'll start from the very top. So, this film is directed by... Well, this film was released in 1984. 1984, yes. Directed by Joel Silberg, written by... Charles Parker and Alan DeBouvois, and starring Lucinda Dickey as our main character, uh, Kelly, a.k.a. Special K. I think that's where the guitarist from Fishbone got his name, by the way. I think so, yeah. You have Adolfo Shabadoo Quinones as Ozone, and Michael Boogaloo Shrimp Chambers, who plays Turbo. And then, well, I guess as your, your main antagonist is... Franco, a traditional dance choreographer who really is very traditional. This is what dance is. Played by Ben Loki. And pleasantly enough, Christopher McDonald in a role where he's not evil. Yes. Playing Kelly's agent. By far the best actor James. In the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but more on that later. So that's that's really all you really know. You have mm-hmm. Dickie, Shabadoo, and Boogaloo Shrimp in this film. And with that, we should get to the trailer yeah, with that mess of a, of a plot synopsis, let's get to the trailer. Break in, and you just don't stop. Here comes the movie that's fresh and hot, with high energy. Dancing to the beat with a scratch mix sound that comes from the street. This movie is unique. You've got the talent. She ain't no street dancer. So go and tell your peers, the movie you run for is finally here. With action, style, and beautiful girls. People don't procrastinate, see the show don't hesitate. And we're back to talk about Breakin' and our impressions of it. What did you think of this film, JD? I liked the I liked that Ice T Wood is in it and he was rapping. I liked the music. Oh man, yeah, that was a really that was a cameo and a half, which apparently, as we just found out beforehand, if you're just looking for a movie where people dance and you want to enjoy the music and see people dancing, there's really nothing to throw you off of this movie. That's what it gives you. So if that's what you like, go nuts. It's what it says on it's the a, tin. It's exactly what it says it's going to be, and that's what it does. This isn't uh, the Apple. <laughs> You're not going to sit there and get, what am I listening to? And I'm going to say something very controversial here, but the acting may have actually been better in the Apple in some cases oh, than sure. in this film. But there were but, actual actors in the Apple. That's the difference. So my impression of this film is that terrible acting. You can obviously tell that they're dancers. Mm-hmm. That's where Except Lucinda Dickey was kind of, you, you see her like trying to get her. That's why she started foot. in other films after Yeah, this. but you could very obviously tell that these weren't trained actors, but they could dance. Yes, they could. That's what um, I And overall, the movie, it's, it's, it's plot-wise, it's very forgettable. It's very bog-standard. It's like, it's like music is the music you're to hear if you're for breakdancing for the 80s. I can understand at the time why... There weren't any actors who could breakdance yeah. like this and act at the time because this is when breakdance came about. But so it's understandable. But the movie, for mm. all these flaws that I'm pointing out, terrible scripts, mm-hmm. it's charming. 
Yes, it's, it's a, a very charming film. It's a strange film. And as much as I'm ma- I made fun of a lot of the movie as I'm watching it, mm-hmm. it, it just I'm sitting there like this is an overall enjoyable film. It's just that it's it's yeah. it's, a, it's a bad it's a bad film, but it doesn't take away its enjoyability. It and I don't want to make it make sure to point this out because uh, I don't usually think this way about movies. I don't think this is a, one of those so bad it's good movies because I don't really have those. I just enjoyed it, and I know it's not good, but I, you know, I didn't ironically enjoy it. I enjoyed it for what it was trying. No, to it was it was good. It, it was good in despite its flaws, or in spite of its flaws, maybe. It's it's it maybe just, a bit it, of both. I don't think it could have been the same enjoyability if it was. I don't I don't know if it would have been as memorable if it was done better. If it had better acting and uh, a stronger plot, I don't think it would have made much of a difference. Really, it was mo- this movie mostly exists for breakdancing. They made the movie to capitalize on breakdancing. Uh, that's why it was the first one out the gate. That's why there's no real uh, actors with experience who know how to break dance yet. And that's why the movie came out uh, as quick as it did. And that's why the sequel was made as quick as it did, which we will cover. And, in I'm, and I'm amazed by the by how much more modern movies that are this dance film genre will follow more to the They're formula like, in Breakin' than they yeah. would in something like Saturday Night Fever. Or it's like it follows more this than that. They're also a lot more polished in this movie. And I think that kind of takes away from the charm a bit. Because when you're looking at something that polished where everybody's dancing in synchronization, it kind of takes you out of it a bit, I guess. This one, you never really felt like... I mean, sure, the acting wasn't good or anything, but the well, actual dancing didn't. to put it this way, J.D., you did spend a large portion of the movie only half paying attention to it as you read a book because the plot really isn't there. But you put your head up, oh, here's a good song, I'll, I'll watch them as they dance. I could listen in the background and still know what was going on. Because the plot, like I said, is not why I was watching it. I enjoyed it for the dancing. So do you have any highlights in the film? Oh, I'm pretty sure I just said it was Ice-T, because he was there, and he was rapping, and he was great. Uh, I like old-school rap before gangsta crap. I don't like gangsta rap. Sorry if that offends anybody, but I hate it. Old-school rap, I like uh, stuff like Run DMC, uh, Houdini, the Fat Boys, and this was just in that style, and it was perfect for me. It was the music for me that I really enjoyed. Any specific scenes other than just the character that, that stood out for you? The scene at the end where uh, where the bad guy basically throws a tantrum. And uh, the judge basically says, "Get out of here! I don't, I don't care about you. Go away." And the whole, that's the whole scene made me laugh. Just the delivery was hilarious. Yeah, my my, my highlight of the film literally is that the, him get Mister Locky. Lo- did I say Locky or Lockley? Locky, oh, which I just realized that his oh yeah no that's Loki is the name of the actor Franco. Mm-hmm. So Franco gets his comeuppance at the end <laughs> when they basically barge their way into a audition for a larger competition. Mm-hmm. Dressed up to the nines, not in any streetwear, just like black tie, like white tie, black suits, like very much traditional dancers. And then when they're kicked out because they're street dancers, we don't like their kind here. Then they start tearing, like their stripper suits start tearing it apart. And then they start dancing and you can see these stuffy old (laughs) judges really getting into it going. And you can, and and literally that, that little sequence where it's like. No! No! Stamp foot! Stamp foot! I hope that picks up on there. I want it to. Stamp foot! And he goes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna draw myself out of the competition. We had a deal. And the woman goes, Yes, yes. We'll talk about later. Now move out of the way. I want to watch them dance. That was one of the funniest parts. And then he just stomps out of there. Actually, any scene where Franco gets his comeuppance is hilarious because Franco is a real, uh, he's a real jerk and nobody likes him at all. Which leads to my other highlight. Seeing Christopher McDonald act in a role where he's not a bad guy no. was surprising. It was actually kind of cool. I hope it wasn't asleep for too long. Because 
Yeah, it was just a nice, a nice little surprise to see him in a movie that where he's not just playing the jerk. He was playing a good guy. Yes, he was, and he was a good actor as usual. And also, I wanted to bring this up because I, I found it cool. Is they they ran with this thing where they obviously, uh, not Turbo Ozone liked Kelly, mm-hmm. and Kelly maybe, but they completely went past the romantic subplot that you would normally get in these films. She's from she's from the upper class. She's from the lower class. How can they ever meet in the middle? And mm-hmm. they just were friends overall. I think it was probably a good thing they didn't do yeah, that. Yeah, they, they I don't they, think the two of them had that kind of chemistry to make that work. It it, it didn't need the, it didn't need the relationship drama that a lot of these movies will get. You you didn't have any of the misunderstanding after misunderstanding. Yeah, you're there for the dancing, and that's what they gave you. That's... So what 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 did you hate about the film? What was your low light? I would have to say is probably just the acting in general. It was, it was I totally agree with you. When half the line readings come out like this... Look, I can understand that these weren't actors, but there's still, like, get an acting coach, please. It's like, I like the part where one of the characters, whose name is Cupcake, who who's a very important part of the opening part of the film, completely disappears. Which I, I think mm-hmm. would, if he was in the film the whole time, I think the director realized his limitations, the writer realized his limitations, because he was the worst actor in the film. Yes, that would have been very distracting for have, to have him be in uh, yeah. the majority of the movie. But mm, yeah, he he was uh, he was the worst actor in the film. Oh, there's not even a question of it. The only uh, I think good actor was Christopher McDonald. Oh my god! Oh my god! Breaking news! What? You remember how you were saying? Okay, so people, you weren't there with us, but while you're watching the movie, I paused it at a moment to go make some tea and came back, and his and JD sat there going, "Is that Jean Claude Van Damme in the background? Mm-hmm. No, he he wasn't really over here being Brussels." Ah, according to Wikipedia. Jean-Claude Van Damme was in that scene that in an him. uncredited cameo. I was him. I knew it. I called it. As a background dancing spectator. He was scoping it out. This is going to be blood sport. I can't wait. And neither can I, folks, to tell you the truth. So, yeah. So, the low light of the film, to go back to what actual section we're up to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the acting is awful. Yeah, no question. The plot is cliched beyond belief. Mm-hmm. There's no surprises here. There is no surprises. You know what you're getting when you when you get in Like dance. I said, it's what it says on the tin. This is a dance film. And if that's what you're here for, then that's what you're going to get. So. so, to move on, to move this to move this thing along. Uh, oh, wait, I want to go back to highlights for a moment. The part where the dude during a a for some reason a fight scene in an outdoor country food place oh, I just, that just scene. So, yes. so for some reason there's a brawl and and the guy just literally stands okay, up and wait, punches wait, his friend wait, in wait, the wait. back of the head wait wait set it up first there you know that there's always a scene in these movies where the the uh protagonists go out of their way after training it's always after training and they meet these strangers who challenge them and usually it's in whatever you know <laughs> video games dancing whatever it is they usually fight them in this case they went to a country bar and met a couple An outdoor outdoor country bar and they got into a scuffle, and, and you think two guys right next to each other just like hanging out, and and they're teasing oh, these guys because wait, uh, you think you're about to get yeah. line dancing versus break dancing. Break dancing. Yeah. He even throws a nickel at him, and it's like it's yeah, like okay, here we go. Yeah. It's like oh, they're about to dance, and then he pushes him. The guy, the redneck, goes to punch and misses, punches somebody else, and an all-out brawl breaks out. But the best part about that whole brawl is. The guy next to him at the table, who was his friend who was just talking to him, gets up out of the table and just walks over to his friend and punches him in the face. 
And no, he punches him in the back of the head. No, he punches him in the face. He oh, no, that was the other one. Okay. That was the other guy. He literally gets him. There's no... Why did he do that? They were just talking to each other and they were friends. And all of a sudden he's fighting his friend. Why? And then the, the break in the crew, the TKO, yeah, Turbo, Special K, yeah, they ran and Ozone all run out of there without paying. Yes, and all you see is people getting thrown through tables. It's, it was a ridiculous thing. I had to jump back. Scene. That was a highlight that just popped in my head. You probably could have cut it out of the movie, but uh, I'm glad they didn't. It, it was it was, was a surprising, delightful, little <laughs> weird scene. It was a great scene. Uh, so now to get back on track. Now mm. moving right along. What would you score this film? That's a, that's actually a tough one. Better than the Apple? That's oh, definitely better than the Apple. My problem with the, the scoring it is I'm not exactly sure what I think I would give it. Because I might look back on it and say, maybe I should have given it this instead. My scores are not just on objective quality. They're also on whether I enjoyed a film or not. That Um, is literally how I score a film is, did I enjoy this? Yes, no, The problem with this movie is, even though there are a lot of problems with it, I actually did enjoy it. So I think I'm going to have to give it a three. Yeah. Despite its flaws, despite everything that I... In spite of the movie itself, it's like it's fighting me like it... No, you have to rate this low, but I, I can't. I actually did like it. That's the problem. Yeah, you'll be pleasantly surprised. I, I give it a three too. It's because it's such a charming film. Yes, it's very charming. Uh, the dances are fun. The, the, the singing, the, the singing, the, 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 yeah, even the rapping, the, the music chosen. Mm-hmm. It's all fun. Mm-hmm. It's a movie I could it, just sit back and yeah, watch. Yeah, it's like it's like I, I'm not gonna go out of my way to ever see this again. But to use that thing that has been popping up because it's a weird thing that yeah. doesn't really exist anymore you millennials <laughs> the saturday afternoon sunday afternoon rainy day film on mm. television that's what this is one that i'll be like hey breaking's on i don't mind watching that in the background or if i was like let's say rating an old dvd bin and i saw it for two dollars oh okay or or yeah yeah it's like it's 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 not a bad it's not a bad film it's mm. it's not a masterpiece it's also objectively it's like is this better than my other two star ratings mm-hmm. yes this is better than my other two star ratings and notice I'm not giving any saying like, well, I have to split the difference because we don't do half steps here. No, this is a, a proper three movie. This is a, mm-hmm. it's an okay film. Yeah, it's, it's, this is definitely three. It's like, it's not one where I'm like, it's, I like it. It's no, this is like, this is an okay film. It's like, this is. Yes, the, this movie was a, a, a success when it came out. And I think I know why, obviously it's because it was done well enough and it came out right at the time of the, uh, the breakdance craze hit. And it made a lot of money for Canon, and it made a lot of uh, headway, I think, in making this type of stuff more popular. Because Breakin, for a long time, was a, a big thing. I mean, it's not uh, it's no Electric Boogaloo, which is a whole other thing we're going to get to later in the season. But this was the one that was popular. There were other dancing movies at the time. Uh, I can't remember some of the names. Beat Street! There's one of them. But they which were came nowhere... out, which they were actually rushing to get it out of the door before Beach Street was released. Yes, it beat it out the door, and it beat it in uh, profits as well. So, you, you, if you want a fun little fact regarding profits, the, the budget of the film was one point two million. Mm-hmm. Would you like to hazard a guess how much money it made back in its box office? No, Not lifetime total, just like its box office. I'd say at least twice that. Thirty-eight point seven million oh, U.S. Yeah. It was a huge hit, huge hit. See, while Canon uh, operated a specific way where they would parse out how to make a budget how to um spend it on the film and how to make just enough profit so that they can get to the next film in their catalog break-in was one of the last huge hits canon made where they got pure profit out of it every other film they did they made just enough in the cinema so that they broke even and made it back huge on video every time because canon was gigantic on video so you can imagine how much break-in made 
on video as well as cinema. It was it was a big deal for them. And also just to break format really briefly, mm -hmm. so the actor who played Cupcake, we call him Cupcake because that's what she called him, but his name's Adam, mm -hmm. was played by Phineas Newburn, Newborn the Third. That doesn't really mean anything. I just wanted to put it in there to give him his props that he was noticeably missed at the, after he disappeared at the beginning. Yeah, he did, he was. Even though it was and a, actually, actually, he was he was the worst actor, but he was it was charming. Mm -hmm. he, everything he said was charming. So yeah, it's like this as you were saying, this yeah. is their, one of their most profitable films at the end. Mm -hmm. And this was right before history fact here before they dissolved their partnership for distribution with MGM and United Arts. As a, as, as I've said, uh, Canon had a, a reputation at the time and. It was hard for them to shake it, even though they did put out some good movies. But they were smart, uh, at least at this point in, their, in, uh, in time, in that they knew how to make a movie, sell it to an audience, and make just enough that they could go to the next movie. But that movie would still make money for them on home video. And since they were the only production company, they didn't have to split the profits. Because mm -hmm. as you can imagine, imagine if they didn't have to split it on uh, break-in. They might have been around a lot longer than they were. But that's enough about uh, that. It's been a long enough episode as it is. Which is surprising. I don't know what length we're at but here, but it's a surprising that we were able to talk this much on Breakin'. And uh, we apologize if, if we were a little all over the place. I wasn't expecting to talk this much about Breakin', honestly. But it's, uh, I recommend going seeing it, uh, especially if you like dancing. Yeah, movies. give it a it's watch. Fun. It's like there's a reason why this has popped up in popular culture, why you see references to this. But, more, well, there's also a reason why you see more to... The Electric sequel. Boogaloo, the sequel, because it has that great title. <laughs> Just wait till we get to that one. All right, guys. That was a fun time we had on Breakin', but next time we're going to talk about probably something a bit more... Uh... Well, it's not going to be a dancing movie, let's put it that way. We have a, a preliminary list of movies we go through, and if we can't find it or get a hold of it, we skip to the next one and put the other ones on. Well, when we get to it, we'll get to it, if we can. <laughs> That's why, as, as, as you go through our playlist, you start seeing more and more non-canon uh, side projects, because mm -hmm. we start running out of canon films to find. Yes. This uh, whole season is going to basically end at, uh, with 1984 canon films, because uh, that's the best place to end it. And after that, almost every it's, season fills out a year. Yeah, because we've, we've, been we've been trying to shoot for 22, 23 episodes, mm -hmm. 26 episodes max, but that's been proving, proving difficult. Yeah, so whatever it ends up being is what it ends up being. So anyway, guys, we'll see you next time. I'm JD. And I'm Randy. And we were the Cannon Cruisers, and we'll be back next time. And we are the Cannon Cruisers. We were and we are. And we'll always will be? I hope so. Goodbye. Goodbye. Don't be mistaken, you've got to see Breaking. We're Cannon Films, and we're Dynamite.